Columbine, Virginia Tech, Orlando, Santa Fe, Buffalo, Brooklyn, and, Tex and, and Texas. These and countless others are pretty much on the list of mass shootings that has happened. Just a week ago, on Tuesday, it happened at an elementary school again. Places of worship, supermarkets, and even places of transportation where people are being slaughtered, massacred, shot for no reason. And why? Guns. You're not even, you can't even walk on your, you can't even walk in your neighborhood or anywhere without this happening. And it's happening from coast to coast. And it's happening more frequently. But when it gets to the schools, and I mean, if you're not a parent, if you're a human being, you plan to be a parent or a parent to be, you should be mad as fucking hell. Because this, enough has been enough. This is just sinister. You can't even, I mean, nobody has the probability of lifespan anymore. Countless times and countless, it's just too many to even name. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. And the law enforcement in Texas and Uvalde to let this happen and to be outside posted up and parents are begging and pleading for them to get in there. To make things happen, you're supposed to protect and preserve. And, and I'm sorry, you're supposed to protect and serve. That's the oath in the police. That's the oath. So follow the damn oath and do what was supposed to be done. One little girl went on CNN and said that she, after she saw after she saw her friend get shot, okay, she covered herself in that. In blood and played dead for five hours. The gunman shot through the window, 18 years old, shot through the window, backed the teacher up into a corner, mummered good night, and shot her. 19 children, two adults, two teachers. Are you kidding me? One of those teachers, mom of four, her husband went to the went to the site where they had the where they had a memorial. Okay, put flowers down for his wife. Came back home, suffered a massive heart attack. Now, th those children have no parents. They're orphans. Twenty three to twelve. All because of the recklessness of these cops that should have went in there. There were phone calls calling frantically from when this happened. This all occurred at 11.30. The gunmen didn't get killed until 1. So from 11.30, 12, the whole hour, 77 minutes have gone by. Every call that came through, kids needed help. And they were being shot off one by one by one. 
What is Congress doing? But screw Congress. Like I said, it take well it. <sighs> Wait a second. Okay. Screw Congress. It's up to us now to do what we have to do. Whether we agree or disagree remains to be seen. But we agree on one thing. Guns got to go. It's understandable to protect yourself. But when you are getting guns that fight for the damn war. Uh -uh. An AR-47 and AR-15. What? Machine guns. Do you hear me? That's to sort off your enemy in the damn war. Not to sort off people. People. Kids. Teenagers in between, period. To saw off human life when nothing was done to you. You didn't feel threatened. You didn't feel violated. You didn't feel nothing. You shoot innocent, helpless people? For what? For what reason? For what? So is it... it it pretty much is up to each and every one of us, yes, me included, that we all have to figure out this has to stop. And this should have been stopped since Columbine. We ain't learn? We, are we never going to learn? And it's going to keep continuing until it comes to a stop. This is ridiculous. Children now got to wear body armor. They have to have drills. Unfortunately, this is real life. Honestly, I don't even know how to tell my child about all of this going on because it scares the crap out of me. But you best in believe. She's going to be safe and I'm going to roar loud as I can at her school about this because those kids could have been my child. She, she's around their age. She's around in their grade. It's sickening. It's just sickening. In this world that we got to raise our kids in. What? I said we wasn't even raised in that time. Zone and frame to have to deal with this bullshit. And like I said. No matter what you are. No matter what your color. What's your content. What's your religion. What's anything. Economic background. Class. Whatever. Whatever you decipher from. You should be mad as hell. Because I am. I am. Because this is just ridiculous. But we have to stand up. We have to. If we don't stand up, we'll fall for any damn thing. And these people that we're putting in office ain't doing shit. So we have to figure out what we got to do to protect our children. And the people that went in that building, they were held as heroes. No, you're not. Because why you couldn't pull... Because I... I you know, sources also said that they were pulling out their children. No, you could have pulled out your kids and somebody else's child. Period. The end. There ain't no damn heroes in here. The cops, the police missed the mark. They dropped the damn ball. And that go for the government. And that go for the governor too. And the damn mayor of Uvalde. Y'all dropped the goddamn ball. You dropped it. They admitted that they didn't. No, or there was missing information. But yeah, yeah. Now they now they know they made mistakes. It's time for accountability. Own it. All y'all need to be fired. All them lawsuits from them 19 parents, including the family of the two teachers. Y'all, they need to be lawsuits. Because this cannot happen. This cannot happen. 
I think parents now need to really, really deal with the school. And I mean, talk to the boards, talk to whomever to make sure that children are protected. And I mean, protected. And they know what to do, how to do. And parents know what they need to do. It's a serious case because this is happening from coast to coast. Don't think it's not going to happen in your backyard. That is BS if you're thinking like that. No, it's going to happen. And you, and like I said, you don't feel safe nowhere. And that's terrible. That's terrible. Guns are for protection. When you feel like your life is being threatened, it's in your face directly. That's what a gun is for. A gun is not to shoot innocent people. A gun is not used to saw off the saw off people. You want to do that? You got you got many wars out here. Take your ass to one of them and get the enemy. Okay? That's what you need to do. Not saw off innocent helpless people for no reason. Not because they're this, not because they're that, and definitely not no children. Don't do that. That's unacceptable. We got to stand up for this one. It, it, it's, it's too much. And we can't sit here and, and pay condolences and respect and all that bullshit. No. Because when the TV cameras are gone and when the news trucks move are out of here, these families from each of these things I just said, they have to be the ones to try to go on with life. Try to move forward. And they not. And they ain't. Because they're still going to be stuck. Back to that day that happened. That phone call. Identifying or can't even identify their own loved one's body. People's, people look disformed and disfigured. What? Two of the families of uh, the little kids. They're going to have open caskets to show the world what their children look like. Representing all this carnage that keeps going on. And the only person that was able to do that. And I think y'all may know or you don't know. But let me drop a little bit of the history upon you. The only person that did that because of what happened with their child was Mamie Till. And if you don't know who Mamie Till is, look it up. That is the mother of Emmett Till. She wanted the world to see what the hell happened to her son over some racial nonsense. And to let the world know that this can't go on. We are tired. And right now, tired shouldn't even be the word. Something has to, we, we have to do something. We have to do something. Yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying your weekend, your Memorial Day weekend, definitely. Memorial Day is tomorrow, of course. Ha um, I hope you guys are having happy Sunday, all that good things and stuff of that nature. Absolutely. But I had to start off with that. I had to. I had to because I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I know what it feels like to lose a child. I know what it feels like to lose a loved one. I've never had anybody I lost over gun violence, over a mass shooting. None of those things. And I hope I never do. But 
I have to be honest with you guys and I have to be transparent and this is what this podcast is all about. So that's just what it is. You could take it or leave it. I don't care. But I'm going to say what I got to say. Simple as that. But uh, let's move forward. Versus. <laughs> Versus shocked me, honey. Because this week they had UGK against M. I'm sorry. M. M. M8G Ball. Something of that sort. Don't get me. If I'm saying it wrong, please do not shoot the messenger. They pretty much had a versus set this past week, this past Thursday. That kind of popped up on me. I didn't even I didn't even know. But versus y'all be doing some tricky stuff later for y'all. But anyway, yes. They also had um um, they also dedicated a little bit of time to Pimp C. Most of you guys remember Pimp C in the UGK group. And pretty much Pimp C, Pimp C died a while back. I don't know how long ago, but he did die, he did die a while back. Die a while back. And they did have a dedication to him. A dedicated moment to him. So that was cool. Alright. So what we're getting into on this episode, definitely. Okay. Most of you guys are probably not familiar with the Drinking Champs podcast. So, okay. The Drinking Champs pot, the drinking, oh God, I'm probably going to get this wrong. Please don't kill me. Okay. The Drinking Champs podcast is with rapper Noriega. If most of y'all don't know who Noriega is, y'all need to be slapped. Noriega pretty much is a uh, a hip hop super, a hip hop a rapper with he was in the duo of course Corey uh Cormiega and Nori Cormiega Noriega yes they were a duo rap group back in the day so there you go but at, at at the same time and token we all know who Nori is Noriega but we all know who NRE is if you don't know look up his dis- discography you'll find out but anyway okay on this particular episode of Drinking Champs, usually Noriega has a a very a variety of rap of hip hop superstars. I'm thinking a little bit of R and B and a couple of other things. A couple of other other I would say a couple of other others that stopped by. I'm not too sure. I'm not too familiar with it. But on this particular episode, he had Tank. Not the truck. <laughs> but Tank, the R&B, uh, pretty much R&B singer, Tank. If you're not familiar with Tank's work, Tank is not only an artist, he is a songwriter, probably a philanthropist, and plenty of other things. But also, he's a background vocalist as well. Before he started with, before he started with. Going into, I wouldn't say going into singing before he became a solo artist. He did do background. Uh, he was a background vocalist for Aaliyah. Aaliyah saw something in him, but we'll get into that in just a second. Yes. Tank R&B. He calls himself R&B Money. Oh, yes. <laughs> he has a wonderful, he has a couple of ideas, but like I said, don't shoot the messenger. I may not remember as I'm going through this because I'm trying to get it all out. But bear with me. Alright. On a recent episode of, of Drinking Champs. Like I said. Tank 
Tank stopped by and dropped a lot of interesting gems and a little knowledge. So, again, with him reintroducing himself, that's what he did. He specified that with R&B, bear with me in a second. I want to make sure I give this information to you guys. Okay. When it comes to the R&B game, as he liked to, as, as ugh, I'm sorry, as it comes to the R&B game, as he describes it being. If you talk about love, you talk about having a strong foundation that also implies with you taking care of your children, taking care of your lady and pouring all this endearment into this. That's bad. But when you talk about sexing and pow, pow, pow and acting a whole fool, that's glorified on top of an artist on top of another artist getting more rotation than you of you being R&B itself but major radio stations are pretty much not playing your things or, or not playing your stuff or not playing your music and I agree for example he used he used Sam Smith. All of you guys are familiar with Sam Smith. If you're not, you're not, you're in big trouble. Now, you remember Sam Smith's stay. That was played on, that got a lot of rotation on a music radio. I'm talking about the Z100s, D-Light FMs. I wouldn't even be surprised if it came on BLS, okay? But also with iHeartRadio and whatever stations they go through, pretty much. But you don't hear that on hip-hop radio. Now, Tank, we all know Tank, and I'm a, and I kind of missed this one. Tank pretty much has been in the game for over twenty, over twenty something years. I would say if it's two thousand and one, I'm gonna go with yeah, twenty years, twenty one to be exact, twenty one years of being in the game. But I'm thinking he's been in the game a lot longer than that. So he's been in the game twenty plus. Uh, I'm gonna put it like that to you. So he knows the ups and downs. Of the music world. And he definitely knows the definition of R&B. And I mean. He definitely knows what it is to be an R&B artist. And his career definitely had highs. Definitely had lows. But he's been able to. I wouldn't even say bounce back. He's been able to maintain his levelness. But he hasn't. In my opinion. In my opinion. Hasn't had the height. Of what he needs to be. And he has. I'm not saying he has potential. Screw that. He is potential. And there's other R&B males out here that don't get the that don't get the recognition of them that don't get the recognition in this game either. They don't. And I'll point that out to you in just a second. But yes, he's right. Because it's not only him in this game that get uh that pretty much don't get recognition for what they do and what they bring to the table. And yes, if there is a white artist that gets more airtime than they do. And that's sad. And they've been here for they've been here. Okay? And I'm I'm, I'm not understanding that. Cuz let's let me go down the line with you for a second. 
Now, Luther Vandross, in my opinion, Luther Vandross set the tone when it came to male, male, male R&B. He's the father. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I don't give a damn. Argue me down. I don't care. To me, he is the father of R&B. The zaddy, if you want to be funny. But we can take that all the way back. Okay? Luther's resume with music. Okay? Him being not only a jingle writer. He's a songwriter. Okay? He worked background. Background. He was also a background vocalist. Because I have people say in the background. No. He was a background vocalist. Not a backup singer. No, no. Let me give you the real meaning on this. He was a background singer. So again, we all know Luther passed away back in 2005. Never got the recognition for it. That, I, I, would, I, I don't care. He never got the recognition that he was due. He could put on a show like nobody's business. And he came dressed to the nine. He had his background singers. Okay. And they hit notes with him. They kept up with him. Okay. He had stage presence. Finash. Finesse. Luther would put on a show. I remember back in the day in 1993. Hello. <laughs> Y'all familiar with it? Madison Square Garden? Oh, yeah. The brother put on a show. I wasn't able to go because I was, uh, my dad wasn't having that. <laughs> so, yeah. But what I'm trying to understand is with. With the R&B males, they don't get the respect. Because do you hear from Brian McKnight? Key Sweat. Freddie Jackson. Where's Howard Hewitt? Where's Christopher Williams? You barely hear. And you have a a plethora of R&B males coming out. Raheem Devine. Anderson Pack, Dwelle, what? And beforehand, and previously the Teddy Pendergrasses. These were men that spoke about love, about upliftment. And now, and don't get me wrong, you had some male R&B cats that went a little raunchy, a little raunchy. But they were still talking about love and understanding and commitment and taking to the next phase. Also with the male R&B groups. When the last time we had a male R&B group? When? When? <laughs> Let me think back for you. Back in the 90s and 2000s, we had a plethora of male R&B groups from boys to men. Immature. Imagine. Third story. Ring a bell. Perfect gentleman. <laughs> New edition. Hello. Is it ringing? Is it ringing? Is it ringing? What R&B male bands we have now? None, right? Crickets. Crickets. That goes to... We can take it to the females. Female R&B women. Who we have out here now? Her? She's like the, she's like the modern day prince. What we got? Jimena Monet. What we got? Chloe. What we got? 
But back then we had Monica, my girl Brandy, Aaliyah. We have the Neo Soul women. We have what? We had Erica Badu. We had Jill Scott. Heather Headley, who went from Broadway to the to, to now the stage. Okay. We have Vivian Green. Where's Guapale? Tessa, Tessa, what's her name? Tiwa Savage. The other girl that talks about um, pressure, Ari Lennox. Summer Walker right now. These are the girls currently. But back then we had so many. We had Toya. We had Olivia. We've had, um, and then beforehand we had the, we had Whitney and Mariah. Whitney and Mariah. And um, Anita. Nikki Howard. Stacy Lattisaw, Gladys Knight, Aretha. Are you kidding me? Mel Groups back then, The Temptations, The Four Tops, The Stylistics, The Delphonics, The Osley Brothers, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Bands, Hello, Groups, The Females, SWB, Three Little Women. Um, TLC, Mokin Steph, Cut Close, Nothing Nice, Pure Soul. What is going on? But Tank is right. And he dropped a lot of gems. And this one stuck out to me. Because what, what is the case in R&B music? What is it now? Do we get airplay? Not really, because how many R&B stations is out here? I've only named one in the New York Tri-State area. Only one. That's terrible. Kiss FM got disbanded a long time ago. You tell me what's going on with Arbitron Radio, huh? And now you just got top 40 stations like Z100, KTU, and uh, Light FM. They don't play our type of. They don't play our type of music. And if they do, it's one or two artists. I would I would say Michael. They they would play Michael Jackson. Who won't play a Michael Jackson record? You gonna slap yourself in the face. Or they'll do Bruno Mars. But I would even say BLS is trying to keep up with the Joneses now because now they're they're trying to broaden their horizons with playing a little bit of hip hop. But you also have your hip hop stations. That's Power One Hundred Five and that's Hot Ninety Seven. And these stations, especially Hot 97, Hot 97 is a classic hip-hop station. I'm not even going to lie to you. They've been on the air for years. They have staying power. <laughs> Lots of staying power. Power 105 is a newly, newly hip-hop station. I would give it over 20 years now. Not to be funny. But he's right. But also it's the declining of radio. It's the declining of the audience. We don't want to see. We don't want to hear the love. We want to hear the ratchet. The ratchet cells. The ghetto-ness. Shaking your ass. Trying to keep up with the Joneses. Trying to do the Beyonce's and the Rihanna's and whatnot. That's what's keeping people in the seats. Well, not for me. But that's what the younger generation is into. And now it's all about the streaming 
and 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 and, and all that other other things and social media and the internet and what that brings. So you're not being the artist that you need to be, but you're being sought on on TikTok and music's and uh, um, record labels want you to be a TikTok star instead of you being a music star. So my thing is with these record labels, where's the residuals coming from off of how many views you get on TikTok? Where's the work? Where's the hard work? If all you have to do it is on TikTok. Hmm? But again, I just think that with R&B, is R&B dead? No. Is R&B gone? No. It's just that we need to get back to the basis of what R&B is. And we have to keep our audiences, but also radio together with how we channel R&B. Is R&B about the love and the commitment and pouring it back into the essence? Or is it the ratchet ghetto and looseness that is celebrated more than love? Huh? Can we push the envelope enough? Or do we have to take it all the way there? I like a song in mystery, if you ask me. I don't want you getting to the I don't, I, don't, I don't want you to get to the sexual part of the show yet. Can we keep the foreplay in check? Can we get to the can we keep the can we keep the love? Can we keep that little bit? Dang, let me let me finish. <laughs> let me, I haven't even started yet. Let me get there. Yes, all the male R&B stars, where are they? And then you also have, you wouldn't say the Youngers, but you also would have the Chris Browns, the Sammys, the Omarions, the Marios, Bryson Tiller. I forgot to include them as well. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy being in the, in the music, in, in, it's not easy being an artist anymore, definitely. It's just not. But, you know, it's in viewership now. People are wanting to be social media stars instead of musicians. And music is not taken back to what the essence of it is. Or have we lost it? But then you have other acts who are of the different persuasion, who are getting more airplay and selling more records. But why is that? What is the problem? When R&B and soul music came on this way, we've had it. It wasn't something we had to borrow. It wasn't something that we have to be like, oh, mm, no. It was ours from the get-go. It was ours from the get-go. But, um... That's pretty much what I got to say on, on that part. I mean, he definitely dropped a lot of gems. And that one stood out to me. Because, again, we have to we have to understand about R&B music. But we also have to pay attention to what has happened over time. And we as the viewers have to request for more stations that play R&B music. And not so much pow, 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 pow and all of this. Because even with rap music, rap music has changed a lot. Now you all hear, I mean, now for me, I don't even really listen to rap music, honestly. 
Don't get me wrong. I love some Kendrick Lamar because Kendrick Lamar is very different. Very different. He reminds me. He reminds me of Pac and another and another rap artist because again, with the more with the morph with the morphing, he can sound. He can educate you all in one breath and still take it back to this way. He can morph it. It's, it's a morphing, but in, you're morphing into one person when you can say all these things. J. Cole is also an interesting, uh, interesting rap artist as well. He talks about a lot of things as well. But with the rap nowadays, it's all about the power and the gang gang and all this other nonsense. You, you be scratching your head like, what? And don't get me wrong. Pop Smoke had something different. Pop Smoke had a grit to his voice a real grittiness he sounded like a comparison of 50 and dmx loaded into one person and that's something different he he also did like a difference with his music and i can also say you know because even with the rap cast back then with the ti's and the dr dre's and the snoop dogs and even groups like a child called quest and the jungle brothers and smith and wesson and the list goes on Everybody brought something different to their music, which made you understand whether it fused, whether it fused into jazz, whether it fused into them talking about economical things, violence. Well, not so much violence, but how to stop it, you know, of a sexual nature, everything. But now it's just loaded in sex and violence. And you don't even know half of the, you don't even know half of the lyrics. And the only reason why Pop Smoke got as much airtime as he did is because he died. Who wouldn't have known? Who would have knew? Who would knew if he was still living what would transpire? Who knew? And it had to take and it had to take him to leave this planet to get his to get all the pot, the promiscuous awards and accolades. And that's sad. Why do we have to celebrate an artist when they're gone and we can't celebrate them when they're here? Why? Why? That's another issue. Why do we always celebrate artists when they're gone versus while they're here? Why not pay their respect here? As the, as the young people say, why not give them their flowers? As we would say, why not give them their props while they're here? Tricky question, isn't it? It's not. It's not. We wonder where they are, but the music industry burns a lot of people, burns a lot of bridges, and nobody has time for that. And then some are able to return, and some are saying, screw it. They find other avenues and other outlets, and some don't even want to come back. They take their earnings and take their, <laughs> they take their moment, and they gone. You don't hear from them for a time or two. Hmm. Interesting. But I would say for the I would say for us musical hard, hardcore fans like myself, we just have to make sure that whoever we listen to, we make sure we put them in high rotation and we keep them and we keep them above ground. Cause you know the musicians out here respect the fact that they have some diehard fans, and even if the record companies don't give a shit, at least we give a shit. Just saying. But um. That's pretty much all I got for you guys now at this particular moment.
next episode we are definitely going to be on a lighter note <laughs> i'm not going to come off a little too dark <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe not but you never know i'm not gonna come off a little too dark on you but yeah our next episode i'm not sure what we're going to talk about but i'll probably find something for us really quickly um pretty much so you guys enjoy the rest of your day i will see you the next episode stay safe later